0: A Miami stripper was arrested for squirting vaginal fluids at police officers. A 12-year-old Florida girl was arrested for posting a death list to Snapchat. And a South Florida village commissioner embezzled money for rides to the sex toy shop. These are the Florida Friday stories for Weird AF News. That's right, guys. It's Friday. Florida Fridays. You know how we do it. All weird news out of our favorite state, Florida. This is Jonesy. The host of Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian and the only weird news podcast that has Florida Fridays. Yes, I'm glad you joined me. Let's get into it. The weekend's almost here, baby. Yeah.
1: Smoke a fatty and laugh it up with Jonesy in Weird AF
0: News. Oh, yeah. A Miami stripper has been arrested for squirting vaginal fluids at police officers. (laughs) It says in self-defense, but let's see. Her name is Brittany, of course. Brittany Simmons, age 24, was performing at the Camel Toe Strip Club. Camel Toe Strip Club, is that a real strip club? Come on. This article can't be real. Let me dig deeper in the... (laughs) Hold on a second. Okay, a brief research on this uh, seems to... (laughs) Seems to show that I can't tell if it's real or not. I'm just going to roll with it because this is hilarious. Brittany Simmons, well, you just made my day squirting your vaginal fluids at police officers. Who could ever imagine such a thing? Camel Toe Strip Club, where wonderful things are happening in people's lives, (laughs) where careers are launched, the Camel Toe Strip Club. Well, apparently an altercation began between Simmons and several clients at the club. I love how they call them clients. You mean men who are paying to see titties? The Miami police were called to intervene, and they attempted to apprehend Simmons, who was highly intoxicated and acting erratically, according to the police report. Erratically, erratically behaving strippers that are highly intoxicated. Watch out for the vaginal fluids. Five Miami police department officers attempted to place Simmons under arrest, but were momentarily indisposed when the lap dancer ejected vaginal fluids towards the officers, temporarily blinding three and injuring two of them. This ain't real. This doesn't happen from vaginal fluids. You don't blind people. Oh, come on. What is going on here? Somebody sent me this article. I think it's not real. But it is Florida. Jeez, it's hard to tell in Florida, man. Ooh, it's so hard to tell. Simmons attorney Alan Smith argued that his client acted in self-defense and used her vagina not as a deadly weapon but in the appropriate boundaries of her working skills and abilities. (laughs) Yeah, these are her working skills and abilities. Last I checked, strippers don't spray out of their vagina on the stage, buddy. Okay, maybe in a porn you'll see that, but not on the strip club stage. I mean, maybe you would, I don't know. You know, maybe in uh, Thailand. According to current Florida laws... um, and if convicted of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon against five police officers, Simmons could face up to one thousand thirty-six years in jail. <laughs> it. That's just ridiculous. It's so funny how sometimes they just say, "And if convicted, will receive will will serve two hundred and eighty years in prison." Some of these sentences, they're like, "Well, why don't you just give them till death and that's it?" What is with the four hundred years that you're doling out? This makes no sense. Hmm. In a 2013 court case, another Miami citizen was actually convicted of armed robbery after threatening a convenience store clerk with his erect and, quote, AIDS-infected penis. Was sentenced to 237 years in jail. No! Threatening someone with your penis? You got 237 years in prison? <laughs> this this ain't real. Who t- I want to thank the person who sent me this, but this is clearly not... Not real, but let's imagine that it is hilarious. Um, assault with a deadly weapon, vaginal fluids. Like, what's worse, right? Tainted vaginal fluids or like pepper spray? I mean, I imagine like, <laughs> I'm just imagining. Like, you know, not not every woman is clean, okay? You can, I mean, it, it depends on the diet. What if she's been eating a lot of, I don't know, uh, you know, spicy foods? That, that stuff could burn your eyes. I don't know. It could burn worse than mace, you know? She's been throwing down habanero peppers all day before her shift at the camel toe. (laughs) You know, despite this clearly being a fake story, (laughs) it's just the fact that it's from the state of Florida makes you go, is it though? Is it? Mm, I think the jury's still out on this. Hey guys, meet me at the camel toe strip club on uh, Saturday. What do you say? (laughs) I love it. A 12-year-old Florida girl has been arrested for posting a death list on Snapchat. A Florida middle school student was arrested after allegedly making a, quote, kill list of her fellow students on Snapchat. 12 years old, this little maniac? Boy, I'm afraid of 12-year-old girls in Florida for sure, for sure. Public school, baby, stay away. The 12-year-old girl whom authorities did not identify was arrested and charged with making written... Death threats and one count of falsely reporting a firearm after a parent and another student alerted officials to the list's existence. Wait, she did a, she had a written death threat. What does Snapchat have to do with that? Snapchat is a you know is a video app. Let's get into it a little more. The girl is a student at Falcon Cove Middle School in Weston, Florida, reportedly admitted to making false threats after being detained by the police. Apparently, the threat was posted on Snapchat. It included a death list with student names from the Falcon Falcon Cove Middle School. Another threat was posted to the social media site later that afternoon that indicated the students were not safe and that they would be killed on Monday, December 9th. Ooh, she stated a day. It would be Monday. Detectives from the Threat Management Unit and Real-Time Crime Center, the Real-Time Crime Center, dun-dun-dun, they were able to identify the source of the threats Friday evening. The 12-year-old girl, a student at Falcon Cove Middle School, confirmed she made the false threats. The uh, spokesperson from the county public schools told the media that the middle school was under normal operations following the arrest. Yeah, just normal operations. One of your students is just posting death threats all over the place. But normal operations. I'm telling you right now, dude, there are no more normal. Op- There's no normal operations on that day everybody's losing their minds talking about this 12-year-old girl who's made a a death list. Oh, man. You know, back in the day, you'd make a kill list, right? And no one would find it. <laughs> now, everybody finds it because of social media. You know, <laughs> you put the kill list in your locker. You guys remember, right? You just put a kill list inside your locker. No one would find it. Now with Snapchat, oh, everybody sees the damn thing. <laughs> she should know better than put it on. You, you hide it. You put it under a rock. It's in the middle of your journal in your room, right? Your kill list. You don't post it on Snapchat. What are you, crazy? Oh. And now just how bananas is it overall that a 12-year-old girl would make a kill list? We live in a world where, wow, I'm afraid of 12-year-old girls. Normally you would think, oh, I'm just afraid of like huge big dudes that, you know, look like they, I don't know, don't have any friends and maybe pack in heat. Now you're like, ooh, a 12-year-old girl. Adorable. Look at her. She's selling cookies, lemonade on the side of the road. She's got a 22, right? <laughs> She's, You can't trust the 12-year-old girls these days. Making kill lists. Certainly a Floridian 12-year-old. who Who knows what they're doing? Oh, yikes. I mean, it brings me back to the idea again and again that just the kids in Florida don't have a chance. Oh, imagine being raised by Floridians. Yeah, You just don't have a chance. You're making kill lists. You're riding an alligator to your middle school. I mean, who knows what kind of drugs she's selling. I mean, probably some pretty good shit, actually. Oh, the crazy things these kids will do to get likes on social media. I mean, it's just, it's something else, isn't it, guys?
2: (laughs) Florida. Florida Friday, everybody's insane. It's Florida, Florida Friday. It's the weirdest state.
0: A Florida village commissioner embezzled money for a ride to the sex toy shop. (laughs) What? An El Portal city commissioner was arrested on allegations he embezzled money for stays in hotels and rides all over town, including to a sex toy shop. The sex toy shop is called Caliente Adult Superstore. Ooh, spicy de los. The Caliente Adult Superstore has the spiciest sex toys of all superstores. What's this guy do? I mean, just ride a bike to the sex toy shop like a normal person. What's wrong with you? Ride your car. What is wrong with you? Get embezzle money to take a ride to the sex toy shop? Seems strange to me. Law enforcement arrested Harold Mathis Jr. on over 60 felony accounts, including grand theft, organized scheme to defraud forgery and petty theft, stealing rides to sex toy shops, separate crime. The allegations don't relate to his position as an El Porto commissioner. But for his work as a paralegal for the Miami criminal defense firm, Ratson & Facidomo. Oh boy, he embezzled money from, from the law firm, is what he did, his side gig. He's believed to have stolen at least $50,000 using the firm's credit card. Oh, for sex toys? And rides to the sex shop? This maniac is obsessed with sex toys. He'd been a paralegal for the firm for more than six years. They gave him a credit card. Mistake! You can't give a Florida employee a credit card. What are you, stupid? They're gonna gonna buy illegal alligators and do crazy drugs and go to the sex shop. (laughs) Earlier this year, the firm said it discovered he'd been forging checks. When you kept him on the payroll? I mean, we're talking months ago. He was doctoring credit card statements, using the company's account for stays at local hotels, taking lift rides all around the town, taking lift rides to the strip clubs and the sex toy shops. The investigation was spearheaded by the Miami-Dade State Attorney's Office Public Corruption Task Force. Ooh, the Corruption Task Force. Mathis became a councilman in 2006. Yeah, and you know the bar is set really low to become a Florida councilman. I mean, you're just like... Pfft. You get 60 felony counts and they're like, ah, well, you know what? He's pretty good guy though. You know, he was appointed to fill the vacancy created when former mayor resigned to accept a seat on the Miami Dade County commission. Oh, um, there's a lot of information about the Miami Dade local politics that we really don't need from this article. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just, it's just good to know that you can't trust a uh, Florida politician, um, even on the local level, the local, local village level. I mean, that's the worst, right? These people are just questionable human beings, questionable characters. And I mean, you're kind of a dummy at the end of the day, right? If you're if you're just embezzling the money to take a, a ride to the sex shop. I mean, just take the credit card and order that stuff online, you stupid. You know? Why, why go to the sex toy shop? Who's going to sex toy shops anymore in 2019? The Caliente Adult Superstore. Can you imagine... What an awful place that must be. I mean, the crazies that are in there at the Caliente Adult Superstore. Can you imagine? The riffraff, Floridian riffraff up in there. You just order it online, you dummy. Harold. (sniffs) What did he like use the credit card for a peep show as well? I mean, is this guy into old school sex related activities? (laughs) The Caliente Adult Superstore and the Picante Peep Show. (laughs) All right, I'm making no sense over here. Just trying to throw it together. (laughs) I wish you luck, pal, Harold Mathis Jr. I wish you luck. You'll probably get reelected, though. Like, let's be real. No one cares. Yay! Another Florida Friday. This
2: episode is brought to you by Shopify.
0: I hope I led you into your weekend with some laughter and some very helpful information and a warning to not live in this most degenerate state that we have in our country. This is the one place you got to avoid, right? (laughs) The women are insane in Florida. I want to thank everybody who sent me articles for Florida Fridays. You know who you are. Uh, Ryan in particular, my buddy Ryan in Portland, who uh, sends me a slew of them every week, keeps me going. Ryan, as, as you probably don't know this, but he, has, he owns 14 emotional support iguanas, you know, because you can never have too many emotional support iguanas. So big shout out to Ryan. I want to show some love to someone who gave me a very nice review on Amazon. This stuff is very important to me because the reviews, they raise up the podcast profile, which is amazing. You know, um, money can't buy this stuff. Yeah, it's just great. Victoria Giordano, five stars, love this show. I am addicted to this podcast, she writes. I listen every day. Ooh, do you? Even on Saturdays? Thank you, Jonesy, for your dedication. Oh, you're so welcome, Victoria. I appreciate it. It is dedication. It's five days a week, guys, which is why you should write me a a review. Give this show a shot. There is nothing else out there like weird AF news, and it totally scratches the silly itch you have throughout the day. Oh, yeah, baby. I'm scratching silly itches that you guys might have. I didn't know I was scratching silly itches. It's helpful to know these things. You know, sometimes you just contribute to the world and you don't know how you're contributing exactly until somebody, you know, spells it out for you. You know, like for all I knew, I was just, you know, making everybody horny just by being present. I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know what the, what the level is of my horny influence, you know, but here here it is the whole time. I didn't know. I'm scratching silly itches everywhere I go. No clue. Happy to do so. I'm scratching silly itches all the way across the oceans too. Isn't that outstanding? I had no idea I'd ever do this in my life. Scratch the silly itches all over the world. Thank you, Victoria, for letting me know that that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm so glad that I'm doing that for you. Scratching your silly itch. Please keep listening to the show. I love that. Guys, please consider writing me a review. I would love that. It makes me feel so happy. Also, check out the Patreon. Why not? Patreon.com slash weirdafnews. I put a poll up on there um, for people to vote on the weirdest... Florida Friday Stories of the Year 2019, and we're having some fun in there. So join the Patreon. Get into the discussion. It's it's pretty fun. Follow me on Instagram at Funny Jones, Twitter at Funny Jones, Facebook Comedian Jonesy. Email me anytime, funnyjones at gmail.com. The phone number is 646-450-2012. Call me anytime. Have a great weekend, guys. Talk to you Monday. What's
2: up, Jonesy? It's James and Angel in Texas. Hey, I just want you to know that uh, I uh, I registered my uh, bucket of leeches as my emotional support animal, you know. And there's really nothing better that gets me in the Christmas mood than a good bloodletting. Yeah, it is very very relaxing, I'll tell you. And I'll wear them leeches all day long on an airplane. I don't give a care where. But a good blood lading makes you make makes you feel real good, clean, makes you feel real happy. So I just want you to know that I can let that out to the world now, okay? Try it sometime. Don't knock it, Jonesy. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Alexa have. All right, all right.
1: Uh hello, Jonesy. It's Father Christmas calling back. The missus just heard me calling you from the other room. I've had some late nights getting ready for Christmas here. You know the pressure is on. And uh, I was a bit testy on my last call. The missus is making me call back and apologize to one and all. Um, I was a, a, a bit, bit stressed on the last call when I have heard about this debate. And I'm just calling back to apologize to everyone and say, yes, I... Um, do want to let you know that I am Father Christmas. That is the name that I prefer and that no one should mess with that, okay? I apologize for my testiness on the last call, but no one gets to determine my name but me. All right? The missus has me calling to apologize and let everyone know that I am a jolly, happy old soul, but I have been bit strained here by the amount of work being done. I did get a little bit into the eggnog here before my call, and so I must apologize and let you know that I am sorry for the nature of that last call. Thank you.
2: Happy holidays to all. Merry Christmas and happy new year to all Merry Christmas everybody <laughs> oh, 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 oh. hey
3: John This is Dallas from Minnesota. Have to comment on the uh school teacher who. Uh, put in the, uh, slave trade example in, in her classroom. Now, I totally agree with you. She is an idiot. But she could have done this in a different way to make it so she wouldn't have been seen as much of an idiot by putting a learning lesson into play of why it was more southern states that had slaves and, uh, uh the northern states did not. It wasn't because, you know, the, Republicans ran the northern states, and they were against slavery. Or the southern states ran by Democrats, naturally, uh, uh, um, you know, racist. So, so, so they, they they wanted the slaves. It was more of what, what what type of commodity was was being done at the time. So, cotton, uh, uh, it was it was more profitable and beneficial to have slaves until the cotton gin was was announced. About every other agricultural group in America actually did not work well with slaves, and that's why uh, the northern half really didn't have slaves. So she could have done this differently, and instead of said the slaves could be very valuable, could have added, or would they have been? And, uh, you know, showing how, how much slavery really is not a benefit to anyone um, by, by you know, showing that it's actually a cost and a deprimence. To that, that slave owner because they have to feed them they have to house them stuff like that and it's actually more beneficial to have employees instead that go to their own home and they feed their, their own selves pay their own rent you know provide their own heat and, and they only come to the farm to, to work you know so she could have made it a good learning lesson instead I totally agree with you she totally failed she, she put herself in the realm of being far right I know I've, I've Condemn the far left, I condemn the far right as well. They both are are uh, you know, people we don't need in our society, uh because they're batshit crazy, totally. But uh um just want to put my two cents in of how she could have done this differently to still educate about slavery, but show it in a positive light of why slavery is bad. And that's what made her an idiot, is instead she showed how slavery could be good. And that, that's totally wrong of her to do.
2: What's up, J-Man? You know who this is, bro. And I'm calling about, you know, the service animal emotional support dog story. You knew I was going to call about this, huh? As you know about my little spiky dog. <laughs> anyway, here's what I believe, man. And here's the problem. And what the problem is: it shouldn't be hard to get an emotional support animal? Who's to say what animal and what configuration of animal or whatever, not configuration, but what animal gives you emotional support? If you're a bee tender, maybe your bees do give you emotional support, okay? So there should be no restrictions on emotional support animals, period, bro. That's just the way it is. But, but, now, here's the thing, man. The thing should be and needs to be, The distinction between an emotional support animal and a service animal, and the distinctions should be made of which can be allowed where. An emotional support animal should not be allowed every single place. I don't care. You don't need to have your emotional support everywhere, especially if you have an odd animal. But a service animal, trained and licensed really by a service school or something like that those things those animals should be different and allowed everywhere you know and cuz only certain animals can be a service animal a dog you can't have a service alligator you can't have a service flamingo it doesn't work the the animal has to provide and do certain tasks to be a service animal and i think that animal should be allowed anywhere and the problem that we're having is they are confusing, for some reason, an emotional support animal and a service animal. You know what I mean? An emotional support animal, and even and then they should just make guidelines. They should, I mean, too bad. It's just the way it is. If you have an emotional support chihuahua, okay, maybe you could take it into the grocery store in your handbag, this, that, the other, as long as it ain't a little yapping and, and effort, but, you know, most of them are, you know. But you you should have at least uh, a degree of control over any animal that you should bring into a public space. If you cannot refrain your animal from barking, I don't care if it's a service or an emotional support animal. Excuse me, A service animal just wouldn't do that. They'd be trained. If you have an emotional support animal and you're bringing it in, I'm just taking too long, but, and it should be controllable. You should be able to control it, period. If you cannot control, maintain control over your animal, Then I'm sorry, you have to leave. I don't care if it's the most support or not. It just should be the way it is, bro. You know what I mean? My dog, he is the chillest, latest back dog in the planet. He will not bark, he will not make a noise.